Hey folks, I'm so glad you decided to tune in again today for another faith-filled message brought to you by the partners of the Peckville Assembly of God. We could not do it without you. We're getting this gospel message out as fast as we can on as many networks and voices as we can to help empower people by the power of Jesus Christ. We could not do it without your faithful partnership. You do me a favor and let people know about our broadcast. Help us uh, either by word of mouth or sharing it with them on Facebook, whatever it might be. We truly appreciate all of our partners. We pray for you each and every day. Hey, drop us a line sometime. We'd love to hear from you. Stay tuned. We're coming live at you with the Word right now. Uh, I believe you can sum up this entire message. Somebody said you're not ready to preach until you could say your message in one sentence. And my sentence would be for you that uh, expectation equals experience. Does that make sense? Your expectation will equal your experience with God. It's not on anybody else. It's on you. It's on me. It's our own faith walk. Amen. I want to talk to you about faith today. Everybody say faith. faith. Yeah. And so, you know, experience, you can only receive from God what you believe in God. You know, what, let me ask you this. What will the dash on your tombstone cause people to say about you? The dash, you know, where the dash is? It's between the year you were born and the year you died. Uh, you know, uh, you passed. Uh, how many of you saw the memorial benches come in this week out there? Aren't they, I mean, they just gorgeous? I mean, they're solid granite. Uh, and, I, you know, uh, we have stones that came in, pavers. We have a whole bunch more on the way. There was even something that came in this morning, Ephesians 6. And I was like, man, they're going to, and they told me it's going to start coming at breakneck speed. This is from overseas. But the dash, what will the dash say about your life? And specifically this morning, if you're a note taker, about your faith. Your faith. That's what I want to talk to you about. And uh, today I want to talk to you about the faith of the centurion. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 8 and verse 5, Now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him pleading with him, Let's, let, let's pause right there. What is a centurion? Well, a centurion is a Roman officer, part of the Roman guard. Watch this. He's actually a very high-ranking officer, and he's over 100 men. Okay, you got, everybody got the picture? Uh, 100 military, seasoned, hardened men, okay? And he's the leader. And so they had those you know, plumed red helmets and the red feathers, and the reason they had that was because in the dust and the fog of war, the men still knew who to follow. Are you, are you getting the picture? So for him to come to Jesus, to humble himself as part of the Roman guard, the Roman centurion, centurion, century 100, got the picture? There's a reason why he came to him. It was, it was really out of the ordinary because the Roman, the Jews were under the tyranny of the Roman Empire at that time. Just setting the backdrop for those of you that like history and theology. And uh, so it's interesting. So these are very powerful people, kind of a gladiator-style man, tough guy, and uh, that's a centurion. So he sent word, the Bible said, look at he sent word, and then verse 6 to Jesus, saying, Lord, my servant is dying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented, full of pain, and yet he can't move. So what that means, he's lying, imagine this, he's paralyzed, Look at it on the screen. You don't have your Bible. It's okay. we got a big, big Bible on the screen there. Uh, he lies at home. He's paralyzed, so he can't move, and he's suffering terribly. 
So can you imagine being at a place, you know, if, you, you know, if you're in pain, say you're in a car accident or something like that, you know, and you got pain in your arm, you want to hold on to your arm. He can't even do that because he's paralyzed. Think about the, the level of depth of pain and suffering he's in. And so the centurion comes to Jesus and he says he's suffering in the NIV terribly. He's got this real condition going on. And uh, Jesus says, look at verse 7. I love this. I will come and heal him just like that. Can I say to somebody here today, God wants to heal you too. I said, God wants to heal you too. He wants to heal your body. He wants to heal your finances. He wants to heal your broken marriage. He wants to bring home your wayward kids from the Lord. How many know there's nothing that's too difficult for God? Amen. amen. Praise God. That's a good place to say amen. Come on, Pentecostal church. We ought to know this better than anybody. Amen. amen. It's interesting to me the response of the centurion, this big... You know, Arnold Schwarzenegger of sorts, this, this Rocky Balboa guy, okay. He says, Lord, look what he says. He answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. For I also, and I love this, folks, and this is so important. It's not what I'm preaching on now, but I want you to hear this. This is so key to your healing. This is so key to divine alignment in your life. Boy, this is such a foreign message to the American church today, but I'm going to just, I, I, I'm so tempted to go there, but I'm just going to touch on it. Listen to what he says. He says, For I, Lord, am also a man under authority. Oh, I could drop the mic right there and we could go home. Nobody likes authority today. But the missing ingredient of, not, of, of kicking against authority is you forfeit your miracle. Oh, God, Jesus, help me, Lord. Help me, help me, help me, Lord. Uh, John Bevere, Undercover, wrote one, uh, did a masterful job in the 90s with this book called Simply Undercover. as has a picture of an eagle and an American flag. you got to understand on Veterans Day weekend, guys, that we have to, here's the principle, you have to be under authority before you can have authority. Everybody wants authority today. Everybody wants to have, you know, put the badge on and, you know, be the bad cop, so to speak. No, you can't have authority in the kingdom unless you're under a spiritual covering. Is this okay this morning? I love you. You know we're not tyrants here. You know we don't lord over people. If anything, we err way on the side of grace, sometimes maybe a little too much. Openly, I admit that because I feel the pastor in grace is the best way. And yes, there is a side of truth that we will talk about this morning. But listen, understand, loved ones, today sometimes things don't work in our life because we're simply not submitted to anyone's authority. It's a big deal. Think about it next time you want to kick up against authority. The Bible said, okay, Lord, the Bible said there would be no authority except God himself established those, that authority. And sometimes the very thing we kick up against that we can't agree with that we want to blast out there on Facebook or on social media, that person did me wrong. God has put that very person in your life so you'll grow in the area of what we're preaching on this thing called faith. Can you say amen? Praise God. Whew, I feel like I'm speaking to somebody here. Maybe I'm on somebody's toes a little bit, but it's okay. You know, they'll heal. The important thing is that you grow. Men don't grow from strokes, they grow from strikes. Proverbs 27, 7 says, As one man sharpens another man, iron sharpens iron. I love you enough to tell you the truth, folks. We're in a culture that, you know, thank God for our country, but sometimes if we're not careful, we've taken that independence thing to an extreme that we don't think we have to listen to anybody. 
Let me ask you a question. How's that working for you? Amen? And spiritual authority, by the way, is, is actually a really good thing because when you understand that, again, God set that man up, that man of God, to, be, to give you spiritual care. It's almost like you're under the authority of a doctor who cares. He wants to see you live a long time and take care of you and provide medicine and prescriptions and diagnosis and things that will help you. In the spirit, it's that much more important. Take that by like a thousand times Google. You know what Google actually means? It means a hundred zeros after one. It's the largest number in the world. That's what Google means, by the way. How many of you knew that? <laughs> All right. Praise God. Fun facts. So the Bible said when Jesus heard this, you know, so he says, you know, I tell this man to go and I'm under authority, you know, and I tell this one go, the centurion, and he goes and to another come and he comes and my servant do this and he does it. Verse 10, the Bible said, watch this, this is so amazing to me. When Jesus heard this, he marveled. I mean, Jesus marveled? <laughs> Can you just think about this for a minute? What, what is a marvel? I'm not talking about the, you know, uh, you know, Marvel DC Comics. I'm not talking about, you know, all that stuff, okay? Uh, what is it? Transformers? Transform our world? Okay. I'm not talking about Captain America, okay, and that. I'm talking about Jesus marveled. When's the last time you marveled over something? I mean, he, I mean, he created this person. And he stands back and marvels at what? His faith. Everybody say his faith. His faith. faith. Amen. What have you done? What have I done that causes God to marvel that we're stepping out in faith? Amen. Praise God. Not in the past, but I'm talking about the present. Okay. Who God help me not to get ahead of myself here. I, my heart is so on fire this morning because to, 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 I know it's going to free some people up. And so um, this is the word that the Lord's given to me. So assuredly, Jesus said... <laughs> He marveled and said to those he followed. So it was kind of absurd in a way because he's literally talking about the guy that's right in front of him. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Uh, he says, surely I say to you, I have not found such great faith. That word faith there in the original, I looked it up this week, it means mega. Everybody say mega. mega. Yeah, like mega faith. You say mega church, you know, 10,000 people. You know, this is mega faith. And, and to the point that Jesus himself, the son of the living God, is marveled. He's like blown away by this one guy. Because he gets authority and he's got great faith. He says, Lord, I'm not worthy for you to even come under my roof. There's a whole bunch of stuff culturally I don't have time to get in there about Jews and ceremonial and breaking the ceremonial laws and, and all that. I wish I had time to touch that. Come on a Wednesday night. We'll go a little deeper with that stuff. But understand, there's a reason he's saying, You're not, I'm not worthy, God, for you to come under my roof, to come in my house. But if you just speak a word, I know my servant will be made healed. Amen? Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Mercy Me said it in a more mo modern translation a few years ago. They said, Word of God, speak. Would you fall down like rain? Remember that song? I'm finding my way. Word of God, speak. It's a good thing when God speaks a word to you. Amen? And so, you know, he marveled. I've not, and he said, I've not found such great faith even in Israel, which, uh, you know, i.e. should be where all, the most faith exists. Hello? You still tracking with me out there? And so the Bible says, and I tell you, many will come from the east and the west and sit down on Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven, but the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into outer darkness, where there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Verse 13, then Jesus said to the centurion, go your way, and it is as you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed that same hour. Let's pray. Father, let us see glorious things in 3D images today from your word. Yes. 
Let us see the goodness of God here, Lord, as we sang a few minutes ago. Oh, God, we're hungry for you, God. We, we want to see the amazing, the miraculous God. But even in the product of faith, help us to understand more about the process of faith. I, my, we just ask you, God, to do what no man could do, to, to speak to our hearts and to change our lives. In Jesus' name, all God's people said, amen, amen. amen. Uh, have you ever had a problem with passwords? Well, we're on the topic, you know. <laughs> passwords. Yeah, anybody uh, hate passwords as bad as I do? My gosh, I mean, I, you know, and now it's getting, it's getting worse because now they're like, they want you know, like certain kind of numbers and, uh, have you seen this thing? I mean, it's like, and, and I keep locking myself out of stuff. Can we just have a moment here? I mean, has anybody ever done that besides me? Forgot your password, forgot your password. And they have like this thing that's like, you know, red, yellow, green, you're getting closer, you know, you know, put a word in there that, you know, you know, has more on it. And I'm like, I don't know where it has more on it. And I'm like, you know, it's like, ah, I got you, you know. So, so I'm like, I'll tell you what, I'll get this thing. And I'm like going away and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to put a word in there that I can't even remember. And guess what happens? I forget. <laughs> you ever been there? I mean, come on, this is where we live, right? You know, 50% of the U.S. population is 30 years and under. So the thing is, we lock ourselves out. And one time I was talking about this and somebody said to me, Pastor, I got good news for you. It's not that bad. And they said, and I said, tell me, it was a younger person. They said, they have an app for that now. <laughs> they have an app for your password. How many of you knew this? So I found it and I was like, this is great, man. I got all my passwords, got my banking. I got everything in one convenient location. And so I put it in there. I load all and did all that work, you know, put it, took the time, you know where I'm going with this. And all of a sudden I went to get in that app. Guess what? I forgot my password. <laughs> Can I tell you that the Roman, the Roman centurion, he unlocked the keys to the kingdom. And it was through his faith. Amen? It's always our faith. Faith is the currency of heaven. Faith, Bill Johnson did a masterful piece on that a few years ago. Faith is the, is the currency of heaven. It's what actually moves the heart of God. Amen? And so it unlocks. And sometimes you've got to change your password. You know, but this is even more better than a password. This is like a thumbprint on an iPhone. Because most of the time I have my thumb with me. How about you? Amen? So, you know, we unlock that thing. I unlock my phone. I can unlock the things of God by my faith. And that's what the Roman centurion did, you know. He came to Jesus and he said, Lord, my, my servant, is, he's paralyzed he's, and he's suffering. He can't move and he's very sick. And he said, I'm not, you know, worthy if you come under my door, Lord, but if you would just speak the word of faith, the Bible said, Jesus like said, wow, greater faith have I found in nowhere in all of Israel than this man has right here. How'd you like to be called that guy? Yeah. Amen? Amen? Have that level of faith, man. You know, and, and God activates faith in seasons. He activates faith in seasons. I got so much you know, I feel like a kid at Christmas time this morning because I know this is going to help somebody. If you're taking notes, write this down. Great power is unlocked through our great faith. Great power is unlocked through great faith. Can you say amen? Amen. amen. There's such a better way, you know. There's such a better way. Faith is better than a password. It's like a thumbprint. Faith is an organizing principle. Faith is an overriding theme of the Word of God. Nathaniel comes from the great state of Maine, and they have a school up there called Faith School, right? 
What a great name for a school, faith school. That's the kind of school I'd like to be part of. How about you? The school of faith. Unbelief logs us out of the system. Faith gets us back in. Amen? If there's one theme in the Bible we see again and again and again about faith, is the just shall live by faith. Come on, the just shall live by faith. Habakkuk, we got Romans, we got the Hebrew writer. The just shall live by faith. The great, you know, epiphany, the revelation that Martin Luther had. When, you know, you understand, he was a guilt-ridden monk. Did I lose some of you? Martin Luther was the guy that caused the great reformation. He was like kissing the, you know, the, the road, the blood-stained road, all the way up to these uh, sacraments at that time. And, and, you know, he had this revelation. The just shall live by faith. And God freed him up, shook the tyranny off of religion, and he wrote the 95 Theses, and he nailed them to the, the door of the, of the traditional church at that time. And this formed the Great Reformation. Protestant, protestant. He protested against the religious thinking, and he said, the word says something different. Can I tell you today that there are many people that are going with the religious belief system and they're locked out. They don't have the password. Use what God's given you. It's right here in the book. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say it's right here in the book. Amen. So, you know, it's the grace of God. It's the grace of God. You know, Ephesians 2.10, it says, it's the grace of God. Let me say this. The grace of God is accessed by faith. It says, for it's by grace that you're saved. How many of you believe it's by grace that we're saved? Aren't you thankful it wasn't how good you were? Amen? But watch this. This is the part we might forget sometimes. It's by grace that we're saved. Ephesians 2, 8, if you got it. If not, I got it in front of me. You know, we can look there on our phone or something later, I guess. Ephesians 2 and 8 says, by grace that you're saved through what? Through what? Through what? Faith. Faith. That's it. This is not of yourselves. It's a gift of God, not by works, lest any man should boast. It's the grace of God. It's accessed by faith. Not only salvation does God want to bless you, but it's also for starting the not only starting the race, but it's for finishing the race too. Amen. You know, Jesus in Matthew 17, he replied, "Because you have such so little faith, I tell you that if you had faith as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you." Impossible things will happen, church, when you have faith in God. And you believe in your heart. So I ain't never seen that before. I'll believe it when I see it. Well, you ain't going to see it. <laughs> you ever been around negative people? I can't even stand to be around negative people. Can we just have a moment here? Is this okay? It's like they just take the oxygen right out of the room. Well, I ain't never seen that before. You ain't never going to see it either, Bubba. <laughs> I'll believe it when I see it. No, here's the antidote. You've got to see it, and then you'll believe it. You've got to see it in here. All good vision, all good vision starts internally. Amen? It's not externally, it's internally. Amen? And let me tell you, God will get a hold of you. You know, Spurgeon said, called it, he had a great sermon called The Hound of Heaven. And, you know, he talked about that, Nathaniel. Like he talked about how God will seek out people. Amen? And we were in that class yesterday, Jim. I just want to say, man. I mean, uh, Jim Knight's here with his family, and he shared a testimony, right? And he said, uh, I, you know, how he came to the church. When we start one-on-one class, starting point class, the way we open the class, first we have coffee, so we make sure it's legal, amen? And then, <laughs> you, can't do, you know, Hebrews, you can't do anything without coffee in here. It's the, but, you know, we have coffee in Danish and all this stuff. But then I say, tell us about, there's 25 people sitting there, so I said, don't preach a sermon, but tell us about 
uh, in a sentence, what brought you here? You know, what drew you to, to the church? And you know, I mean, the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, listen, pray. If, we're, if we pray that what the Spirit of God will draw people, people can't even come to the Lord unless people are praying and the Spirit draws them. Amen? And Jim said, I was watching TV, right? So I was watching TV one night, and he said, I was going through a hard time, right, guys? The family going through a hard time. And uh, he said, you know, I sat down, and I turned on the TV, and Pastor Terry is there preaching. And he said, ordinarily, I, a preacher's on the TV. What I do, change the channel, right? But God had a word for him. Say, if you just speak a word. See how it works? Speak a word. And he's right, and he said, uh, he said, you're preaching on the Lord's Prayer. And he shared yesterday with the class that, you know, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespassed against us. And he said, I didn't realize I was carrying around some stuff, right? And God was doing a work right there in my living room through that television. You see the value of, like, understand giving. When we we're giving part of that, like a pie, you can see it in a member's meeting, uh, you'll see a percentage goes into the airwaves. And because of that, we have people sitting here today. In fact, how many of you watched the broadcast before you ever came to church? Just go ahead and hold your hand up high. Everybody look around the room so you can see the fruit of seeds that you've sown. Amen? And I just love that, Jim. I don't want to embarrass you, but I just it ministered to me and, and my wife. Right, honey? I mean, we were sitting there like, wow, it's so... And then he goes, and then, like, you know, as a man, let's just be honest. You know, we don't want to show <laughs> tears, right? I mean, come on. Let me just be honest. Guy, you're supposed to be like that centurion, rough and tough, right? We all love that kind of Rambo character, you know? You know, how many know all the Rocky movies were good if you don't count five, amen? Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> sorry, 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 John. It's the guy thing, you know? Be out in the woods in camo, you know, black. I got, you know, anyway, a couple of weeks are coming. Right? Anyway, but he said, so I changed the channel. I knew God was speaking to me, but then I changed the channel. And watch this. He said, when I changed the channel, what happened? <laughs> my son was preaching on the other channel <laughs> bless you buddy give Jim a big hand bless you buddy bless you and your family that's faith amen <laughs> that's what faith does seeing God will ignite faith in people and that's what the centurion said but let's talk about this mustard seed thing just for a second shall we how many know mustard seeds are small you know I read this week, they're so small that they're less than like a millimeter across. You can't hardly even see them. You've got to put them in like a weed baggie to hand them out and people know what they are. Amen? You hear what I'm saying? Some of you are not upset. Some of you are like, what's that? You know? Praise God. A little baggie, you see what's inside. So what happens is when you put mustard seed in the ground, if it's nurtured, right, and if it's taken care of, guess what happens? It becomes one of the tallest plants in the whole garden. It could grow to a place where next thing you know, birds are starting to sit in it and make nests and take it up roost. Jesus said, if you had faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there. And understand, that's an analogy, okay? It's not a physical mountain, unless a mountain has to be moved. Then they got bulldozers, right? Can I say this to somebody here today? He said, nothing will be impossible for you. That's you. What impossible situation do you need God to show up right now in your own life? You know, understand, mountain. Sometimes the biggest mountain that has to be moved is the mountain in your own heart. You ever been there? 
Sometimes it's, it's a mountain of anxiety. Maybe it's a mountain of depression. Maybe it's a mountain of worry or a, a mountain of jealousy. How many know the devil is a liar? Yeah. And a church like this, folks, like, let me just say this because I love you so much, and I'm just going to give you a little history now. But this church, like sometimes people come in here and the devil will actually put a seed of jealousy in their ear and they'll look at this thing and they'll say, well, I'm going to go out and do my own thing. And let me tell you, it's one thing to do your own thing. It's another thing to be led by God. And this church, and dad and mom are here this morning sitting on the front row. We're four generations. This didn't fall out of the sky, right, dad? I mean, this was, this started as a smaller thing. And in fact, Zacharias says, don't despise the day of small beginnings. Amen? Anything that's legitimate of God usually takes time, right? And, and hard work. And it's not something we just, you know, just, it just, this doesn't, it doesn't happen here, okay? I mean, a lot, a lot of prayer, right? Yeah, mom, blood, sweat, and tears, and all in. My mom did everything, every kind of ministry you can imagine, and then some, you know, and other people, many of which have gone on to glory now. Right? And so understand there's a great sacrifice. The thing I don't like about inheritance is, I'm not saying everybody that inherits, but some people that inherit things, they get spoiled because they don't realize the sacrifice and the calloused hands and the price that was paid. Right, Angel? I love you, Pastor. I love you, too. I love you, too, buddy. Bless you. you Bless you, brother. Bless you. Amen. Sacrifice, right? First generation, Zach, they understand sacrifice. Second generation, if we're not careful, we get like Isaac. And if we're not really careful, we get into a Jacob generation. So mustard seed faith, if you just have faith like a mustard seed, you can say to the mountain, you know, again, you can say to the, the sun, stand still, Joshua. See how that works? That's the second point. And so we got to have faith, man. I remember a lot of times when Things didn't always go the way we thought they were going to work out. Have you ever had a moment like that? Can we just talk for just a minute? As long after you leave this place and, you know, we're done clapping and all that, sometimes we have these seasons in our life that things don't always work out the way we thought they were going to work out. Come on. You're never going to let, never going to let me down. Except that one time, you're never going (laughs) to. Let's talk about this for a minute. Can we just talk about this for just a moment? Is this okay? You know, there's dozens of examples here, folks. You know, John 11, what do you do with Lazarus? He dies. Jesus could have spoke a word there, too. But how many know that God many times doesn't work the same way twice? The minute you think you've got God figured out, you've missed the mark. Right? Jesus, you know the story. I don't have time to get into it all. Are we doing okay on time? Everybody all right? Yeah, we're not into the American church box where we're, you know, we're thinking about we got to leave, got to leave, got to leave, I got things that I got to leave. That's the problem. You leave and you miss your miracle. Wouldn't you rather have your miracle and stay a few extra minutes? Let the roast burn, man. Let the Baptist beat us to the buffet. It'll, they'll, be, they'll put fresh food and there'll be no line. Amen? Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Bless you, buddy. Bless you, brother. I'm glad you're here, man. I mean that. Glad you're here. God sent you here. He did. He sent you here. You know, I just had a place I want to be led by the Spirit, folks. I really do, John and Debbie. I, I want to be led by God. And uh, the minute that you 
get past trying to, as a pastor, I don't know, maybe I'm just speaking to one person, maybe it's not even, maybe it's just on the other side of the camera, that you get past the trying to live up to the expectations of other people and you have an expectation of what God wants you to do, it'll all work out. Amen. Amen. And even when things don't work out, guess what? God is still good. Amen. 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 He's still good. He's still faithful. Right, Herschel? How many, how many years have you guys been in Pentecost? <laughs> Church of God? Yeah. Since 1972. Since 1972. God bless you all. Brought you here from the warm south. Amen. Father, let us have some of that weather back here, please. <laughs> Florida. Amen. Well, he said, right in the class yesterday, right? He said, we look for a church. Look for a Holy Ghost church. Amen. Not every church is a Holy Ghost church, right, brother? You've been around Pentecost a long time, too, right? We need a move of God. We need to be in an environment that's embryonic of sorts, but there's faith being activated and stirred up visions. And, and Nathaniel did a mess for a job in the, in the early uh, service teaching on in the last days, God said he'll pour out a spirit on all flesh. Amen? Uh, you know, young men will see vision. Right? This was a vision. You're sitting in a vision. Amen? Let me give you the last point. Put the last point up there. I know I've got to hurry on here. I've got so much here. Oh, Jesus. Thank you. Praise God. Amen. Amen. I love this church. You guys just think right out loud. Anybody think right out loud? Like that? Come on. You want to just talk about this a minute? I love that. I was listening to, uh, what's that guy's name? Michael Jr. the other night. You ever hear him? Isn't he so funny, Michael Jr.? Have you heard him? He's a Christian comedian. The guy is like, he's, he's been on Leno. Uh, he's been on Jimmy Kimmel. I mean, you know that's God. Amen? God. Anyway, he was on there the other day, and he said, like, that he was giving this kind of thing. People were laughing. And one, one lady says, right out loud, everybody got done slapping. She goes, that's funny. <laughs> he goes, this is just, is this okay? I'm just going to say it anyway, okay? He says, it's funny. You said that out loud like you think out loud. He goes, let me ask you a question. If you're driving down the road and somebody cuts you off, do you go, beep, beep? <laughs> anyway, sorry. I was free. It was a little sidebar. Hey, Amen. We had an ADD moment there. All right, back to the word. Yeah. Uh, impossible things will be done when you believe in God. Jesus said, as you have believed, let it be. Let it be. Let it be, let it be. Let it be, let it be. Watch. Speaking words of wisdom. Long before Paul McCartney copyright Jesus. Amen. Let what be? According to your faith. See how it's right there in red if you've got a really good Bible with margins in it? Let it be done according to your faith. Spurgeon said it like this. You know, Spurgeon was punk rock, man. You know, Spurgeon preached to, before microphones to crowds of over 10,000. Victoria, England, think about that. He was the, called the Prince of Preachers. Charles Haddon Spurgeon, he said it like this. He said, uh, let it be is the rule of God's kingdom. And he took a big puff on his stogie because he used to preach. And, how many of you knew that? Anybody know that? 18th century. They didn't know what was wrong in England. He would literally preach, gifted preacher, anointed, and he'd smoke. And some of you are not here. You knew that? Fun fact. He's actually smoked a stogie while he was preaching. A cigar. Don't worry. I'm not going to do it next Sunday. Okay? All right. <laughs> yeah. But you know, just think about this funny. Can I just say, is this okay? You know, just think about this funny thing. 
when he came to the shores of America to hold his first revival up here in New York City, there was a great big billboard that had a picture of him smoking a, a stogie and it said, Spurgeon smokes these cigars, five cents a box. You know what? He got so convicted, he crushed out the cigar and he never went back again. That's a man of God right there. Cannot be bought. Amen? So that's what he said. He said the, the rule of the kingdom is the let it be part according to your faith. It's not according to my faith. It's according to yours. What do you have to trust God for today? What do you have to trust God for tomorrow? Amen? Future stuff. And so, you know, you receive from God to the level you believe in God. And again, you know, I'm not saying, look, Paul the apostle, let me just say this, you know, about this. Sometimes, you know, we pray for things and we don't see the outcome like we think it would. You know why that is? Because we're living in a microwave culture, but we serve a crockpot God. Is anybody hearing what I'm saying? But, you know, you know, the instant, you know, potatoes, you know, I, I go through the drive through you know, I'm, I'm so wonderful. I, 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 I hit the app on Starbucks and they have my drink ready for me. Let me tell you, that's not the way it always works with God. Biblical example, exhibit A, the apostle Paul. Paul said, I prayed three times and I had to deal with it. God said, my grace is sufficient. Sometimes we're so apt to put the emphasis on the product of faith, we forget the process of faith. You forget the process. I feel like I'm helping some people here today. There's a process involved. And, you know, and, and people will say, like, I mean, people say crazy things. Like, that's why I said don't pay attention to what they, anybody says. You know, just pay attention to what God says, right? And, and, you know, and I struggle. The struggle's real, people. I get it, you know. But, you know, we live in a real world. But, you know, listen, Paul, the great apostle, I've heard people say, oh, well, maybe he just didn't have faith. Are you kidding me? Are you serious? That's what my granddaughter says. Are you serious right now, Papa? <laughs> She's got such attitude. I just love it. I'm just so in love. Amen. And, um, but Paul didn't have faith. Let's just have a moment here. Folks, he wrote like 13 of the 27 books of the New Testament. A little more than you, okay? The great apostle Paul. I mean, you know, come on. I mean, you know, he prayed for the sun to stand still, okay? Like Judge, I'm saying he prayed for things, but sometimes God gives us grace because it's sufficient for all of our needs in the process of faith. Can you say amen? Paul went to heaven for a day. Anybody do that here? He said, I was caught up in the third heaven. You know, where do we get that from? Probably Acts chapter 14, when he was stoned, not by weed. At Lystra, you got to say that today, because people are like, oh, wow, man, he went to heaven, so I can go too, you know. It's almost legal, you know. No, no, read your Bible, okay, read it. Praise God, praise God. Amen, praise God. Amen, I love you all so much. I mean, you know, he, he spent a day in heaven and God had some things in his life that didn't always work out exactly the way they were going to be. I'm not speaking that over you. I'm understanding. I'm trying to help you understand. There's a process of faith. Does it make sense? You ever had to really trust God to the point that you're almost ready to quit? Okay. And so last point is, you know, if you don't reinvest your miracles, you'll reach the end of them. Last point, if you don't reinvest your miracles, you'll reach the end of them. Look at it. Let, let's say it out loud because it might take a minute to sink in. It's up on the screen. If you don't reinvest your miracles, you will reach the end of them.
This is my great concern for you. All joking aside, that we would not get too comfortable here and live on yesterday's manna. You know how you're living on yesterday's manna when you keep sharing testimonies of stuff that happened years ago, the same thing over and over. You ever meet somebody like that? Just look this way and no one will know I'm talking to you. You know, sometimes, you know, loved ones, the point is that sometimes we see our faith vindicated and we're tempted to put the, the car in cruise control mode. Oh, God, help us, Lord, not to do that. You know, we'll, we'll share that same illustration, the sermon illustration, if you're a pastor here. But I led this guy to Jesus one day. How many years ago was it? Is this okay? Faith is active. If we don't reinvest see, with the harvest, that we actually got to see past the seed. We know that as long as the earth remains, there's seed time and harvest. Genesis 8, chapter, uh, verses 22, amen? As old as the Bible, seed time and harvest. We've got to understand, guys, when a harvest comes, that like we've got to see that harvest as another seed. Is anybody hearing what God's trying to say to them this morning? We've got to see that harvest as another seed. Not all, oh, you know, it's like, I got the miracle. I got the breakthrough. Let's high five. Let me ask you a question. Now what? That harvest has come to be a seed. Can I just say this to you? Even my grandson's amen to me. It's a good day. Amen, folks? Come on. Amen. Preacher in the making there. So think about this. You've got to reinvest the seed. Right? Mom comes from northern Maine, way up there, Roostick County, right? You guys ever been to Roostick County? Anybody here? Tom and Cindy, of course. A couple other maniacs on the back seat, amen? Praise God. <laughs> guys got a mean left hook. Their grandkids are like killers. I mean, they're wrestling champs, man. I mean, you don't mess with them. Thank God they're saved, right? Jake and Matt. But, you know, Nathaniel will tell you that in potato country, you know, they wait until they get that harvest, right? And they get the harvest. But how many know that they're putting, is it seed potatoes? Am I saying that right? They put back in the ground, Mom? Certified seed. Certified seed by hand. You want to talk about work. Faith without works is dead. My mom worked in the potato fields when, since she was four, when she was four years old with the German prisoner of war during the Second World War on Veterans Day weekend. So they really get, and my dad... They're in Bible school, right? You go home and help in the potato fields in addition to preaching all that, right? Built, milk the cows. <laughs> Praise God. You ever see the show Green Acres? Okay. <laughs> it's the place to be. You know, but they understand that you've got, you know, I mean, you've got to keep sowing seed. Because, folks, if you just get a harvest, you know what happens? And you quit sowing that seed? Eventually you're going to run out of miracles. See, you might be able to coast for a little while and you're still seeing miracles, but it's because you're still living off of yesterday's seed. But there will come a time in your life if you're not reinvesting the miracles that God has given to you that you won't see anymore. And you're saying, where are you, God? Does that make sense? Where are you in this, Lord? Can I just say to you, say, what does that look like practically? Just in this house, folks, my heart is so full of vision for 2020, I can hardly sleep at night anymore. Please come New Year's Eve for the word of the Lord. It, 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 we're going to do a big blowout thing over in the, it's not going to be long. We'll be over in the uh, multi-purpose building next door. We'll feed you a nice dinner. But I'm going to share the word of the Lord that night. And I mean the word of the Lord for 2020 for this house. And I am so encouraged of this. And I'm, this isn't some light thing, man. This is the direction we're going. What God has called us to do is going to take so much faith, Peckville Assembly of God, it's going to stretch us big time.
I could see in my mind's eye, I could see, whoo, God, I so want to communicate this right now. <laughs> Not yet. Amen? Amen? How many of you love vision? Yeah. See, we got a harvest, but now we got to reinvest. Amen? Amen? Reinvest. Let me ask you, how big is your God? God said to Abraham, father of the faith, go out and look at the stars in the heaven. He was a stargazer. He was a heathen before, you know, Abram, right? Before his name was changed to Abraham. Worship team, come back. So I'm closing, I promise. And he said, look at all them stars up in there, in the heavens. Look at the, and he didn't have kids. The Bible said, listen to this, he was so old, his body was as good as dead. That's not exactly a compliment, okay? <laughs> I get some medical help up in there, all right? Some of the guys way up in years, right? He says, go out and look at the stars. You ever, you ever you know, to live in the country, 26 and a half years, man. I'm telling you, this is so clear. There's no lights out there. You're like, you get what I'm saying? And especially in the wintertime, there's something about those lights. You almost feel like you could reach out and just touch them, bring them into your room, right? God of wonders. Beyond our galaxy, right? This third day said a couple years ago, Mac Powell and the boys wrote that song. Think about it, folks. I'm almost done. Everybody look this way. He said to Abraham, and then look at the sand, the grains of sand on the, on the beach. That's how great your offspring will be. And we're grafted in. Amen? To God's chosen people. Amen? Hannah's from Israel. God bless you. Amen. We love you. She calls me Moishe. And what does that mean in English? That's a good one. Moses. Moses. That's understanding spiritual authority. Get it? That's understanding there's a covering. We've got to be part of some house somewhere. We can't just be here one day and there one day and that one day like popcorn Christians, you know. That way, because we have no root system and when a storm comes, we get swept out to sea. But the grains of the sand on the beach. Wow. Isn't that amazing? We owe so much to Father Abraham, right? Type of Christ, types and shadows, type of the Messiah. Can you just think about for me just one minute how unbelievable this story is. A Roman guard submits to a Jewish Messiah. He said, Lord, I'm not even worthy for you to come under my roof, but if you just speak a word, my servant will be healed. Your expectation determines your experience with God. I wish to God I could give that to you, that expectation. Man, what are you expecting from God? What are you expecting today? Don't get comfortable. Comfort is the killer of, of passion, you know? You know, you've heard it said, God doesn't care as much about your comfort as he does your character development. I promise you, if you're stepping out in faith, man, if you're leading people to, to Christ, you know. I was with uh, Aaron. It's worked out. Aaron was in the last service, and Tom and Cindy, you know, and Dave and Tara were working on Aaron at the CrossFit gym. You know what CrossFit is? You ever go to a CrossFit gym, anybody? Yeah, you'll go there and you're like, man, these people are crazy. I'm going to join a normal gym now, okay? <laughs> That's what it is. I mean, they're just nuts. But Becky and I have done it. You know, we've done the other stuff like that. It's, it's intense, man. Aaron was a CrossFit coach. Jewish by, yeah, Jewish by, by race. And he came through Dave and Tara to a 9 a.m. service. And then 
I got a chance to shake his hand. It's like I hope to shake some of your hands today. And I said to him, Mark, you know, I said, man, let's go for coffee sometime. He said, you know, I got a lot of questions, Pastor. I said, it's okay. God has the answers. Amen? God will make a way. He'll make a way. See, that's faith. Well, I hope it works out. Don't say I hope. Say, say I know it's going to work out. Amen? Because I'm on the winning side. I went to Starbucks with Aaron, Jim, and he sat there and he's like, he was asking legitimate questions, you know, what about Allah? What about Buddha? What about, you know, Confucius, all those people, right? And I said, I just said, listen, the answer is always the Word of God, the Word of God, the Word of God, the Word of God. Yeah, you don't got to defend Jesus. <laughs> he's a great high priest, Hebrews, right? I said, you know what, Aaron? Jesus said, I just listened to him. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. We're sitting at Starbucks. We're not here in the church. We're sitting at Starbucks, man. I had a uh, Cafe Americano. I usually get a Vente, bold and black. That's the way I like it. Amen? If I'm having a moment, I put a little steamed milk on top, skim milk. And I was sitting there with him, Lynn, and at that table, guys, at that table. That's a beautiful baby, by the way. Gosh, I know a simple. What's his name? Dominic. Dominic. Hey, buddy. Hi there. Wow. How old is he? Three months. First time? Last week, yeah. Wow, he's handsome guy. Anyway, sorry, ADD. I'm sorry. It's a spiritual gift, amen? It's a spiritual gift, amen. Praise God. <laughs>